Lord, because the living entity is conscious and eternal like the Lord, whereas material energy is the inferior energy of the Lord, lacking consciousness and eternal form. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura has emphasized in this regard that the absolute substance is one and is called Paramatma, or the Super Soul. When one has achieved but a partial vision of the Paramatma, one's understanding of life is called Atmadarsana, or self-realization. And when even this partial understanding is lacking, one's existential condition is called Anatmadarsana, or ignorance of the self. In the state of partial realization of the Supersoul, without recognition of the Paramatma's distinction from the individual soul, the living entity tends to become puffed up by his spiritual achievement, be carried away by mental concoction, and consider himself equal in all respects with God. On the other hand, the living entity situated in an Atmadarsana, or material ignorance, feels that he is completely different from the Supreme Lord, and since everyone in this material world is interested in himself, the living entity forgets about God, thinking that God is completely different from him and that there is therefore no substantial relationship between him and God. In this way the impersonal transcendentalists emphasize only the oneness between God and the living entity, whereas the ordinary materialists overemphasize the difference between God and the living entity. But Ketanaya Mahaprabhu has clearly revealed that the ultimate truth is simultaneous oneness and difference, Asintiyamedabhidatadva. Actually we are eternally different from God. Because the living entity and God are eternally separate individual entities, there exists the possibility of an eternal relationship. And because every living entity is qualitatively one with the Supreme Lord, that relationship constitutes the essence of the ultimate reality for every living being. As stated in the Ketanaya Karatamrata, Madhya 20.108 Jivarasvirupahaya Krishnaranitaya Dasa. The ultimate essential identity of every living entity is his relationship with the Supreme Lord as a servitor of the Lord. If one can understand that he is an eternal servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can correctly understand that both the living entity and the material universe are identical with Krishna, being emanations from him, and that they are therefore non-different from each other. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati has stated, the material world is a manifestation of simultaneous difference and non-difference, and it is a form of the Supreme Lord. Thus the temporary, perishable and ever-changing material world is different from Vaikuntha, the eternal world. It should be noted that in this verse the word Satisabdatmakam, or made up of gross and subtle objects, does not refer to material and spiritual objects. This universe is stated to be composed of sad and asat, gross and subtle material objects. According to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati, the very subtle state within the manifest world is known as the unmanifest, and the realm beyond the manifest world is called transcendental. Within the coverings surrounding the manifest, in the region of the time factor, is the phase of material existence experienced by the controlling deities, in this phase exist the two functions cause, asat, and effect, sat. In the universe, which is a third tadva, or reality, apart from and containing both sat and asat, and which is a form of the Supreme Lord, it is impossible to produce any contradiction to the non-dual absolute truth. 
In other words, although ignorant, materialistic scientists may zealously carry out research to find a material principle that can negate or render unnecessary the existence of God, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati clearly states that, since the universe is an emanation from the Lord and therefore spiritually identical with Him, there cannot possibly exist anywhere within the universe a material law principle or phenomenon that in any way contradicts the supremacy of the personality of Godhead. In fact, the entire universe, along with the spiritual sky, exists as eternal testimony to the unlimited glory of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. With this understanding, the nine Yajendras were traveling about the earth in transcendental bliss. SB 11.2.23 Text 23. Word for word meanings. Avayahata, unimpeded, istagatea, in moving, as they please, sura, of the demigods, siddha, perfected mystics, sadhaya, sadhyas, gandharva, heavenly musicians, yaksa, associates of Uvara, nara, human beings, kinara, minor demigods who can change their form at will, naga, and serpents, lakan, the worlds, bhakta, free, kiranti, they travel, muni, of the sages, Purana, angels, Budanatha, ghostly followers of Lord Shiva, Vidyatara, Vidyataras, Tvija, Brahmanas, Gavam, and of the cows, Buvanani, the worlds, Kamam, however they want. Translation. The nine Yajendras are liberated souls who travel freely to the planets of the demigods, the perfected mystics, the Sanhyas, the heavenly musicians, the Yaksas, the human beings, and the minor demigods such as the Kinaras and the serpents. No mundane force can check their free movement, and exactly, as they wish they can travel as well to the worlds of the sages, the angels, the ghostly followers of Lord Shiva, the Vidyataras, the Brahmanas and the cows. SB 11.2.24 Text 24 Text Word for word meanings they, Ekida, once, Nimah, of King Nimi, Satram, the Soma. Sacrifice, of Ajagma, they approached, Yadrakaya, as they wished, Vitayamanam, being carried out, Rasibhya, by sages, Ajanab, in Ajanabha, the old name for Bharatavarsa, Mata Atmana, of the Great Soul. Translation. Once in Ajanabha left square bracket the former name of the earth right square bracket, they came upon the sacrificial performance of the great soul Maharajanimi, which was being carried out under the direction of elevated sages. SB 11.2.25 Text 25 Text Word for word meanings. 10. Them, Drastva, seeing, Suriya, the sun, Sankazan, who rivaled in brilliance, Matabhagavatan, the pure devotees of the Lord, Nrapa, O King, Vasudeva, Yajamana, the performer of the sacrifice, Nimi Maharaja, Anaya, the fires, Vipra, the Brahmanas, Sarva, everyone, Eva, even, Apatast fire, stood in respect. Translation my dear king, seeing those pure devotees of the Lord, who rival the sun in brilliance, everyone present, the performer of the sacrifice, the Brahmanas and even the sacrificial fires, stood in respect. SB 11.2.26 Text 26 Text Word for word meanings. 
Vidohad, Mimi Maharaja, Ten, them, and Hipratiya, recognizing, Narayana Parayanan, as devotees whose only goal was Narayana, Pratah, satisfied, Sampujayam Kakrar, he fully worshipped them, Asanasthan, who had been seated, Yatharvata, as they deserved. Translation. King Vidya left square bracket Mimi right square bracket understood that the nine sages were exalted devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, overjoyed at their auspicious arrival, he offered them suitable sitting places and worshipped them in a proper way, just as one would worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. The word Yufarhata is significant here. According to this Vanifakakravarti the word Yufarhata means Yufasatam, or according to the proper etiquette. It is clearly mentioned here that the Navayajendras are Narayana Parayana, exalted devotees of the Supreme Lord, Narayana, or Krishna. Therefore, the word Yufarhata indicates that the king worshipped the nine sages according to the standard Vaisnava etiquette. The etiquette for worshipping exalted Vaisnavas is expressed by this Vanifakakravarti Fakura with the words Saxadaric Venusamastasastra, an exalted Vaisnava, being totally surrendered to the will of the Supreme Lord, is taken to be a transparent medium, for the Lord's will. In the Ketanaya Karatamra it is stated that even by a moment's association with the pure devotees of the Lord one can achieve all perfection in life. Therefore, as indicated by the word Pritah, King Dimi was overjoyed by the auspicious arrival of the sages, and therefore he worshipped them, just as one would worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although impersonalist philosophers claim that every living entity is equal to God, they callously step over the heads of their so-called spiritual masters and freely speculate on the nature of the Absolute, giving their own whimsical opinions in defiance of the impersonal whims of their so-called gurus. In other words, although Mayavati impersonalists claim that everyone is God, they ultimately show an offensive mentality toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead in rejecting the reality of his eternal form and pastimes. Thus, they unwittingly belittle the eternal position of all living beings by denying their eternal personality and activities in the Kingdom of God. The impersonalists, through their mental concoctions, try to minimize the position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the living entities who are part of him, reducing them theoretically to a formless, nameless light, which by their concoction they claim to be the Absolute God. The Vaisnavas, however, welcome the Supreme Personality of Godhead and easily understand that the unlimited Supreme Personality has nothing to do with the conditioned, limited, mundane personalities we find in the material world. The impersonalists arrogantly assume that there could not be any transcendental or unlimited personality beyond our present experience. But the Vaisnavas intelligently understand that there are many wonderful things far beyond our limited experience. Therefore they accept the words of Krishna, who states in Bhagavad Gita, 15.19. Yo man evamasam vadhojanati pirasadamam sasarvavid bhajati man sarvabhavina barata. Whoever knows me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, without doubting, is the knower of everything, and he therefore engages himself in full devotional service, O son of Bharata. In this connection Srila Prabhupada states, there are many philosophical speculations about the constitutional position of the living entities and the Supreme Absolute Truth. Now in this verse the Supreme Personality of Godhead clearly explains that anyone who knows Lord Krishna as the Supreme Person is actually the knower of everything. 
the imperfect knower goes on simply speculating about the absolute truth, but the perfect knower, without wasting his valuable time, engages directly in Krishna consciousness, the devotional service of the Supreme Lord. It is not that one should simply speculate academically. One should submissively hear from Bhagavad Gita that these living entities are always subordinate to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anyone who is able to understand this, according to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna, knows the purpose of the Vedas, no one else knows the purpose of the Vedas. Therefore, exalted devotees such as the nine Yajendras always accept the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as expressed here by the word Narayana Parayanan. King Dimi was a Vaisnava, and therefore he worshipped the great sages with the same respect with which he would worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as shown by the word Yuvarhata. Although impersonalists falsely claim that every living entity is equal to God, they cannot properly respect any living being, because of their original offense at the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality. Their so-called worship, even of their own gurus, is ultimately self-serving and opportunistic. When an impersonalist imagines that he has become God, he has no further need for his so-called guru. The Vaisnava, however, because he accepts the supremacy of the eternal personality of Godhead, is ready and willing to offer eternal respect to all living beings, especially to those most fortunate living beings who have achieved shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord. A Vaisnava's worship of the Lord's representative is not self-serving or opportunistic, but is an expression of eternal love for the Lord and his representatives, as indicated here by the word Prita. Therefore it is clear from this verse that not only the nine exalted sons of Rasadhadeva but also King Dimi himself were all great devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in defiance of the artificial and limited concept of impersonalism. SB 11.2.27 Text 27. Text. Tan Rakamanan Sveruka Brahma Patropaman Navapaprika Parabaprita Prasrayavanaton Rapah. Word for word meanings. 10. Them, Rakamanan, glowing, Sveruka, by their own effulgence, Brahma Patraapaman, just like the sons of Brahma, Nava, 9, Paprika, he asked, Parabaprita, transcendentally overjoyed, Prasraya, with humility, Avanata, bowed down, Narapah, the king. Translation. Overwhelmed by transcendental joy, the king humbly bowed his head and then proceeded to question the nine sages. These nine great souls glowed with their own effulgence and thus appeared equal to the four Kumaras, the sons of Lord Brahma. PURPORT Srila Sridharasvami has pointed out that the word Svaruka indicates that the Navayajendras glowed from their own spiritual effulgence and not due to their ornaments or any other cause. The Supreme Soul, Lord Krishna, is the original source of all light. His brilliantly glowing body is the source of the all-pervading Brahmajayatir, the immeasurable spiritual light that is the resting place of innumerable universes, Yasaya Prabha Prabhavatal Jagadanda Koti left square bracket these 5.40 right square bracket. The individual soul, being part and parcel of the Lord, is also self-effulgent. In fact, everything in the kingdom of God is self-effulgent, as described in Bhagavad Gita, 15.6. Natabhasa It has already been described in many ways that the Namayajendras were pure devotees of the Lord. Being completely Krishna conscious souls, they naturally radiated the intense effulgence of the soul, as indicated here by the words Veruka. 
Srila Sridharasvami has also pointed out that the word Brahmapatropaman, meaning equal to the sons of Brahma, indicates that the Namayajendras were on the same spiritual platform as the four exalted Kumara brothers. It has been described in the fourth canto that Maharaja Pradhan received the four Kumaras with great love and reverence, and here King Dimi is similarly receiving the nine sons of Lord Rasadhadeva. Receiving exalted Vaisnavas with love and reverence is standard spiritual etiquette for those who desire progress and happiness in life. SB 11.2.28 Text 28 Text Shri Vidiha Yuvaka Mani Bhagavata Saksat Parsadin Vomanhudvasah Visnarbudani Lakanam Pavanayakiranti Hai Word for word meanings Shri Vidiha Yuvaka, King Vidiha said, Mani, I consider, Bhagavata, of the Supreme Lord, Saksat, directly, Parsadin, personal associates, Vah, you, Manhudvasah, of the enemy of Manhu, Visna, of Lord Visnu, Budani, the servants, Lakanam, of all the worlds, Pavanaya, for the purification. Kiranti, they move about, high, indeed. Translation. King Vidiha said, I think that you must be direct associates of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is famous as the enemy of the demon Manhu. Indeed, the pure devotees of Lord Visnu wander throughout the universe not for their personal, selfish interest, but to purify all the conditioned souls. Purport. King Dimi here welcomes the great sages by glorifying their transcendental activities. It is well known that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is transcendental to the three modes of material nature, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, 7.13, Man Abhaya Paramavayam. Similarly, his pure devotees are also on the transcendental platform. One may ask how such transcendental living beings, as the associates of Lord Visnu could be seen within the material world. Therefore it is stated here, Pavanayakiranti High, the associates of Lord Visnu travel throughout the universe to reclaim the fallen, conditioned souls on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A representative of the governor may be seen moving within the prison house, but that does not mean that the governor's representative has become a conditioned prisoner. It is understood that he is within the prison to negotiate the possible release of those prisoners who have rectified their criminal propensity. Similarly, the devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead called Piravrajakakarias wander throughout the universe inviting everyone to surrender to Lord Krishna and go back home, back to Godhead, for an eternal life of bliss and knowledge. In the sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam the mercy of the associates of Lord Visnu has been described in connection with the salvation of Ajamila. Srila Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Fakura has pointed out that the associates of Lord Visnu are as merciful as the Lord himself. Even though the ignorant members of human society are not interested in approaching the servants of Lord Visnu, the devotees of the Lord, without any false prestige, act to liberate the conditioned souls from their perpetual misfortune. SB 11.2.29 Text 29 Text Word for word meanings Dilabha, difficult to achieve, Manusa, human, Deha, body, Dehinam, for embodied beings, Xanabangura, prone to be destroyed at any moment, Tatra, in that human body, Api, even, Dilabham, more difficult to achieve, Mani, I consider, Vakanthapraya, of those who are dear to the Supreme Lord, Vakantha, Darsanam, the vision. Translation for the conditioned souls, the human body is most difficult to achieve, and it can be lost at any moment. 
but I think that even those who have achieved human life rarely gain the association of pure devotees, who are dear to the Lord of Vaikuntha. PURPORT According to Srila Sridharasvami, the word Dehinam means Bahavodiha Avanti Yesamte, the conditioned souls, who accept innumerable material bodies. According to some wishful thinkers a living entity in the human form of life will never be degraded to a lower form such as that of an animal or plant. But despite this wishful thinking, it is a fact that according to our activities at the present, we will be elevated or degraded by the laws of God. At the present time in human society there is no clear or precise understanding of the nature of life. Foolish scientists have invented highly sophisticated terminologies and theories to bluff innocent people into believing that life comes from chemical reactions. His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada has exposed this bluff in his book Life Comes From Life, which points out that, although scientists claim that life comes from chemicals, they cannot produce so much as an insect, even from unlimited quantities of chemicals. Actually, life and consciousness are symptoms of the spirit soul. In Life Comes From Life, page 43, Srila Prabhupada has stated, living beings move from one bodily form to another. The forms already exist. The living entity simply transfers himself, just as a man transfers himself from one apartment to another. One apartment is first class, another is second class, and another is third class. Suppose a person comes from a lower class apartment to a first class apartment. The person is the same. But now, according to his capacity for payment, or karma, he is able to occupy higher class apartment. Real evolution does not mean physical development, but development of consciousness. Within every species of life there is consciousness, and that consciousness is the symptom of the living entity, who is the superior energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Without understanding this essential point of the transmigration of the conscious living entity throughout 8,400,000 species of life, one cannot possibly understand the words the lab homenuzodeha, the human body is very rarely achieved. People are now being cheated of this essential understanding. They are completely unaware of the danger of slipping back into the 8 million species that lie below the human species. It is natural that a human being think in terms of progress. We want to feel that our life is progressing and that we are advancing and improving the quality of our life. Therefore, it is urgent that people be informed of the great danger of misusing the valuable human life and that they know of the great opportunity the human life affords, the opportunity to take to Krishna consciousness. Just as on earth different residential areas are divided into high class, middle class and low class, within the universe there are upper class, middle class and lower class planets. By practice of the yoga system, or by meticulous execution of religious rituals, one can transfer himself to the higher planets within this universe. On the other hand, by neglecting religious principles one will degrade himself to a lower planet. But the Supreme Lord, Krishna, declares in Bhagavad Gita, 8.16, Abramabhuvanolaka Puneravartino Arjuna. Thus the final conclusion is that every planet within the material universe is an unsuitable and inappropriate residence, because on each planet there are the primal defects old age and death. The Lord assures us, however, that in his transcendental abode, which lies far beyond the material cosmos, life is everlasting, blissful and absolutely cognizant. The material world is temporary, troublesome and rife with ignorance, but the spiritual world, called Vaikuntha, is eternal, blissful and full of perfect knowledge. 
the highly evolved human brain is a gift given by God, so that we may use our intelligence to distinguish between that which is eternal and that which is temporary. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 2.16. Nasato vidayate bhavonabhavo vidayate sadahabhair apidrastot astuvianadayas tabvadarsibhya. Those who are seers of the truth have concluded that matter has no permanent existence, whereas the spirit soul never ceases to exist. Learned seers have concluded this by studying the nature of both. Those who have accepted the Supreme Lord and His abode, as the ultimate goal of life are called Vaikunthapraya. Here King Dimi states that to have the personal association of such learned transcendentalists is certainly the perfection of human life. In this connection Srila Bhaktis Adhanta Sirasvati Thakura suggests that we consider the following verse. In our Dittamadayam Sulabham Sudarlabham Platam Sukalpam Gaur Karnataram Manukalina Nadhasvataratam Puman Bhavadhim Matarat Satatmahat. Left square bracket the Supreme Lord said, right square bracket the best of bodies, a human body, is a great attainment, rarely achieved, and may be compared to a boat. The Gaur is an expert captain for this boat, and I have sent favorable winds, the Vedas. Thus I have given all facilities for crossing over the ocean of material existence. Any human being who has achieved these excellent facilities of human life but does not cross over the material ocean is to be considered the killer of his own self. SB 11.20.17 According to Srila Bhaktis Adhanta Sirasvati, the eternal servants of the Supreme Lord, being controlled by powerful feelings of mercy, descend into the material world as Vaisnavas to deliver the conditioned souls who are bound by the results of their own mundane work. Such Vaisnavas also distribute their mercy to those who are laboriously searching after the impersonal Absolute. Sri Narada Muni has stated that without ecstatic love of Godhead such laborious, impersonal contemplation of the Absolute is certainly troublesome, Naskarmayam Apiasayud Bhavavarjitam, and what to speak of the innumerable problems of ordinary gross materialistic life. We have practical experience that in the Western countries most people are working hard to get money, laboring under heavenly dreams of sense gratification. Others, having become frustrated with ordinary materialistic life, are trying to negate their personal existence and merge into the existence of God through so-called yoga and meditation. Both classes of unhappy people are receiving the mercy of the Krishna consciousness movement, putting aside their dreams of sense gratification as well as their troublesome impersonal speculation. They are learning to chant the holy names of God, dance in ecstasy, and feast on the holy food offered to the Lord. They become enlivened by the transcendental knowledge spoken by the Lord himself in the Bhagavad Gita. As the Lord states in Bhagavad Gita, 9.2, Sasukham Kardam Avayam. The actual process of spiritual freedom is joyful to perform and has nothing to do with fruitive activities aimed at sense gratification or with dry impersonal speculation. More and more people are taking to the process of Krishna consciousness, becoming joyful, and eagerly distributing Krishna's mercy to others. Thus the whole world will be enlivened and inspired by the Krishna consciousness movement, which is the practical demonstration of the mercy of the Vaisnavas. SB 11.2.30 Text 30. Text. Adatianticum semum prakamo bavato nagah sams or sminxanard hopi sat sangah sivadir ranam. Word for word meanings. Adah, therefore, atianticum, supreme, semum, good, prakamah, I am asking, bavatah, from you, anagah, those sinless ones, samsar, in the cycle of birth and death, asmin, this, xana ardha, lasting only half of one moment, api, even, 
Satsangma, the association of devotees of the Lord, Sivanya, a great treasure, Nram, for human beings. Translation. Therefore, O completely sinless ones, I ask you to kindly tell me what the supreme good is. After all, even half a moment's association with pure devotees within this world of birth and death is a priceless treasure for any man. Purport. The word Savanya, or a great treasure, is significant in this verse. Just as an ordinary man is overjoyed to discover an unexpected treasure, one who is actually intelligent is overjoyed to gain the association of a pure devotee of the Lord, by which one's life can easily be perfected. According to Srila Jiva Gosvami the words Atiantikam Simam, or the Supreme Good, indicate that situation in which one cannot be touched by even the slightest fear. Now we are entangled in the cycle of birth, old age, disease and death, Samsar. Because our entire situation can be devastated in a single moment, we are constantly in fear. But the pure devotees of the Lord can teach us the practical way to free ourselves from material existence and thus to abolish all types of fear. According to this Vanifakakravarti Thakura, normal etiquette would dictate that a host immediately ask a guest who has arrived about his well-being. But such an inquiry isn't suitable to place before self-satisfied devotees of the Lord, who are themselves the bestowers of all well-being. According to Srila Visvanatha, the king knew that it would be useless to ask the sages about their business affairs, since the only business of the pure devotees of the Lord is the achievement of the supreme goal of life. According to Bhagavad Gita, the goal of life is to free oneself from the cycle of birth and death and reinstate oneself as an eternal servant of God on the platform of spiritual bliss. Pure devotees of the Lord do not waste their time with ordinary mundane affairs. Sometimes foolish relatives of a Vaisnava preacher lament that such a transcendental preacher has not used his life for material business and that so much money has therefore been lost by the practice of spiritual life. Such ignorant persons cannot imagine the unlimited prosperity available on the spiritual platform to those who have surrendered heart and soul to the mission of the Lord. King Dimi was himself a learned Vaisnava, and therefore he did not foolishly ask the sages about ordinary worldly affairs. He immediately inquired about Atiantikam Simam, the highest, most perfect goal of life. According to this Vanifakakravarti Thakura, the word Anaga, O sinless ones, has two meanings. Anaga indicates that the nine Yajendras were themselves completely free of sins. It also indicates that merely by the great fortune of seeing them and hearing from them submissively, an ordinary, sinful man could also be freed of his sins and achieve everything he desired. One might object that, since the great sages had just arrived, the king should not have been so impatient as to inquire from them about the perfection of life. Perhaps the king should have waited until the sages themselves invited his inquiry. Such a hypothetical objection is answered by the words Xanardhopai. Even a single moment's association with pure devotees, or even half a moment's association, is sufficient to give one the perfection of life. An ordinary person who is offered a great treasure will immediately desire to claim such a treasure. Similarly, King Dimi was thinking, why should I consider myself fortunate enough to have such great sages stay here for a long time? Because I am an ordinary person, undoubtedly you will soon be leaving. Therefore, let me immediately take advantage of your holy association. According to Srila Bactus and Hanta Sirasvati, in this world there are different varieties of mercy. But ordinary mercy cannot bring about the cessation of all unhappiness. 
In other words, there are many humanitarians, altruists and social reformers who certainly work for the betterment of humanity. Such persons are universally considered merciful. But in spite of their mercy, humanity continues to suffer in the grip of birth, old age, disease and death. I may distribute free food to the needy, but even after eating my merciful gift, the recipient will again become hungry, or he will suffer in some other way. In other words, by mere humanitarianism or altruism, people do not actually become free from unhappiness. Their unhappiness is merely postponed or altered. King Dimi was joyful upon seeing the Navajagendras, because he knew that they were eternally perfect associates of the Supreme Lord. Therefore he thought, you are not prone to sinful activities like unfortunate mundane people such as me. Thus the words you speak carry no deception or exploitation. The materially conditioned souls spend their days and nights discussing various topics of sense gratification. They never find time to hear about transcendental knowledge. But if even only briefly or accidentally they hear Harikatha, topics of Krishna, in the association of pure devotees of the Lord, their propensity to suffer in material existence will slacken. When one sees liberated persons, hears about Krishna from them, remembers their saintly behavior and so on, one's tendency to bind himself in the illusion of sense gratification is diminished, and he becomes eager to serve the Supreme Lord. SB 11.2.31 Text 31 Text Dharman Bhagavatam Brudyati Natsru Teksamam Yeh Prasana Prapanaya Dasayati Atmanam Api Aja Word for Word Meanings Dharman Bhagavatam, the science of devotional service, Bruda, please speak, Yadi, if, Nat, of us, Srute, to hear properly, Ksamam, there is the capacity, Ye, by which, devotional service, Prasanna, being satisfied, Prapanaya, to one who has taken shelter, Desiety, he will give, Atmanam, himself, Api, even, Aja, the inborn Supreme Lord. Translation Please speak about how one engages in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord, if you consider me capable of properly hearing these topics. When a living entity offers loving service to the Supreme Lord, the Lord is immediately satisfied, and in return he will give even his own self to the surrendered soul. PURPORT Within the material world there are two classes of mundane philosophers who present their opinions about the Supreme Lord. Some so-called theologians claim that we are infinitely different from God, and therefore they tend to look upon the Lord as something far beyond our power to understand. Such extreme dualistic philosophers outwardly or officially claim to be pious and religious believers in God, but they consider God so much different from that which is within our experience that according to them there is little profit in even trying to discuss the personality or attributes of the Supreme Lord. Such outwardly faithful persons generally take to fruitive activities and gross materialistic sense gratification, being infatuated with the mundane relationships of the material world, which appear under the headings society, friendship and love. The Advaita Vedas, or non-dualistic philosophers, claim that there is no difference between God and the living entity and that the highest goal of life is to give up our personal existence, which is due to illusion, and merge into the impersonal Brahman effulgence, which is devoid of name, form, paraphernalia and personality. Thus neither class of speculative philosopher is able to understand the transcendental personality of Godhead. Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, in his sublime teaching of a Sintiabedabhadvatadva, or simultaneous oneness and difference, has clearly demonstrated that we are qualitatively one with God but quantitatively different. 
God is personal consciousness, and he has his personal form. Similarly we are also personal consciousness, and ultimately, when liberated, we also have eternal forms. The difference is that the eternal form and personality of the Supreme Lord contain unlimited potency and opulence, whereas our potency and opulence are infinitesimal. We are conscious of our personal body, whereas Lord Krishna, the Absolute Truth, is conscious of everyone's body, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, Ksetrajnam Kapi Man Vinhi Sarvaksetri Subarada left square bracket BG 13.3 right square bracket. But although God is infinitely greater than the living entity, both God and the living entities are eternal personalities with form, activities and feelings. The Supreme Lord, Krishna, expands himself into innumerable living entities to enjoy rasas, or ecstatic relationships, with them. The living entities are part and parcel of Lord Krishna, and they are meant to serve him with love. Although the Supreme Lord is eternally the predominator and the living entity is eternally the predominated, when the living entity surrenders unto the Lord with a sincere loving attitude, desiring to serve the Lord eternally without the slightest expectation of personal reward for such service, the Lord immediately is pleased, as expressed here by the word prasanna. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is so unlimitedly merciful and magnanimous that in his gratitude to such a surrendered and loving servitor, he is immediately inclined to offer anything, even himself, to his surrendered devotee. There are numerous practical, historical examples of this loving propensity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because of the love of Mother Yasoda, child Krishna, in his form as the Madara, surrendered himself to his loving mother and allowed himself to be bound with ropes as a childhood punishment. Similarly, feeling indebted to the Pandavas for their intense love for him, Krishna in his form, as Partha Seraphi happily agreed to drive the chariot of Arjuna on the battlefield of Kiruksetra. Similarly, Krishnati and Vrindavana is always thinking of ways to satisfy the Gopis, who are universally recognized as the most exalted loving devotees of the Lord. Such intense loving feelings exchanged between the Lord and his pure devotees would not be possible were the living entities not qualitatively one with the Supreme Personality of Godhead and indeed inseparable parts and parcels of the Lord. On the other hand, because both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the living entities are eternally individuals, each with his own eternal individual consciousness, such loving exchanges are a perpetual reality in the Kingdom of God. In other words, absolute oneness with God and absolute difference from God are theoretical imaginations of different schools of speculative philosophy. The perfection of spiritual love, as described in this verse, is based on simultaneous oneness and difference, and this absolute reality was elaborately presented by Lord Krishna himself in his Brahminical incarnation as Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. The followers of Ketanaya Mahaprabhu have expounded this perfect doctrine in innumerable books, culminating in the teachings of his Divine Grace A.C. Back to Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, who has most perfectly presented this knowledge in a way that is understandable not only in India but to all the people of the world. Our present insignificant attempt is simply to complete his translation and commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, and we are constantly praying for his guidance so that this work can simply be completed exactly as he would have desired. If one can understand these teachings of Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, as they are being presented in Western languages, surely the Lord will be satisfied with such a sincere seeker of spiritual truth. SB 11.2.32 Text 32 Text 
Shri Narada Yuvaka Evam Ten Imina Prastavasadiva Mahadamah Pratipujaya Bruvan Pratiya Sasadasayar Vijam Rapem. Word for word meanings. Shri Narada Yuvaka, Shri Narada said, Evam, thus, Te, they, Nimina, by King Dimi, Prastah, questioned, Vasudeva, O Vasudeva, Matatama, those best of saints, Pratipujaya, offering him words of respect in return, Abruvan, they spoke. Pratya, affectionately, Sasadasaya, who was accompanied by the members of the sacrificial assembly, Ritvijam, and by the priests, Nrapem. To the king. Translation. Sri Narada said, O Vasudeva, when Maharaja Nimi had thus inquired from the nine Yajendras about devotional service to the Lord, those best of saintly persons sincerely thanked the king for his questions and spoke to him with affection in the presence of the members of the sacrificial assembly and the Brahmana priests. Purport. According to Sridharasvami, not only the king but also the members of the assembly and the priests conducting the sacrifice were all devoted to hearing and chanting the glories of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The sages, beginning with Kavi, will now each speak in turn, answering the questions of the king. SB 11.2.33 Text 33 Text Shri Kavir Yuvaka Mani Kut Asad Bayam Asiwat Asaya Padam Buja Pasanam Etra Nitaya Vadvana Badhara Sabatma Bhavad Visvatmana Yatra Nivardhitdih. Word for word meanings. Shri Kavir Yuvaka, Shri Kavi said, Mani, I consider, Akutas Abayam, fearlessness, Asiwat Asaya, of the infallible Lord, Padam Buja, of the lotus feet, Apasanam, the worship, Etra, in this world, Nitayam, Constantly, Advanabadha, of one whose intelligence is disturbed, Asat, that which is only temporary, Atmabhavat, by thinking to be the self, Visvatmana. Thoroughly, Yatra, in which, service to the Lord, never de- ceases, de- fear. Translation. Shri Kavi said, I consider that one whose intelligence is constantly disturbed by his falsely identifying himself with the temporary material world can achieve real freedom from fear only by worshipping the lotus feet of the infallible Supreme Lord. In such devotional service, all fear ceases entirely. PURPORT in the opinion of Srila Sridharasvami the word Asabatmabhavat in this verse indicates that the living entity is constantly disturbed by fear, because he identifies his eternal self with the temporary material body and its paraphernalia. Similarly, Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura has stated, Bhakti Pratikula Dihajavadisvasaktam. Because of one's attachment to one's temporary body and so-called home, family, friends and so on, one's intelligence is always disturbed by fear, and one is unable to appreciate or practice pure devotional service to the Supreme Lord. So-called religious activities executed in the bodily conception of life are always accompanied by fear and anxiety about the ultimate result. But pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead frees one from fear and anxiety, because it is executed on the platform of Vaikuntha, or the spiritual plane, where there is no fear or anxiety. According to Srila Jivagasvami, the process of Bhakti Yoga is so powerful that even in the stage of Sadhana Bhakti, in which one is practicing devotional service through rules and regulations, the neophyte can have a direct experience of fearlessness by the mercy of the Lord. As one's devotional service becomes mature, the Lord reveals himself to the devotee, and all fear is totally vanquished forever. 
Every living entity has a natural propensity to serve God, but because of false identification with the temporary body one loses touch with this pure, constitutional propensity and instead inauspiciously becomes attached to temporary sense gratification in the form of body, home, family and so on. The result of such false attachment is continuing distress, which can be eradicated only by devotional service to the Supreme Lord. In this connection, Srila Bhaktis and Hanta Sirasvati has quoted the following verse. Tavad Bayam Dramana Bihasarn Mimimam Sakas Prahaparib Havilipulus Kalabha Tavan Mamati Asana Vagraha Ardimulam Yavan Matang Hrimad Bayam Pravrana Dalaka. O my Lord, the people of the world are embarrassed by all material anxieties, they are always afraid. They always try to protect wealth, body and friends, they are filled with lamentation and unlawful desires and paraphernalia, and they avariciously base their undertakings on the perishable conceptions of I and mine. As long as they do not take shelter of your safe lotus feet, they are full of such anxieties. SB 3.9.6 SB 11.2.34 Text 34 Text Ye Bhagavata Prakta Apaya Hyatmalabdha Anjah comes Amavidusam Vinhi Bhagavatan Hyatan. Word for word meanings. Ye, which, they, indeed, Bhagavata, by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Prakta, spoken, Apaya, means, high, indeed, Atmalabdha. For realizing the Supreme Soul, Anjah, easily, comes um, by persons, Avidusam, less intelligent, Vinhi, no, Bhagavatan, to be Bhagavata Dharma, high certainly, ten. These. Translation. Even ignorant living entities can very easily come to know the Supreme Lord, if they adopt those means prescribed by the Supreme Lord himself. The process recommended by the Lord is to be known as Bhagavata Dharma, or devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. PURPORT. There are many Vedic scriptures, such as Manu Samhita, that present standard injunctions for the peaceful management of human society. Such Vedic knowledge is based on the Varnasrama system, which scientifically divides human society into four occupational divisions as well as four spiritual divisions. According to Srila Sridharasvami, however, knowledge that can bring one directly in contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead is called Atirahasayam, or the most confidential knowledge, Bhagavata Dharma is so confidential that it is spoken by the Lord Himself. The essence of Bhagavata Dharma is given in Bhagavad Gita, wherein Krishna personally instructs Arjuna. Yet in the eleventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the Lord will give instructions to Uddhava that surpass even the teachings given to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. As Srila Prabhupada has stated, undoubtedly Bhagavad Gita was spoken by the Lord on the battlefield of Thiruksatra just to encourage Arjuna to fight, and yet to complete the transcendental knowledge of Bhagavad Gita the Lord instructed Uddhava. The Lord wanted Uddhava to fulfill his mission and disseminate knowledge which he had not spoken even in Bhagavad Gita. SB 3.4.32 Purport, similarly, it is understood that the knowledge that will be presented here by the nine Yajendras is not their personal concoction but is authorized knowledge originally spoken by the Lord himself. According to Srila Bhaktis and Hanta Sirasvati, the living entities, in the course of their wanderings throughout the cycle of birth and death, lose all trace of the personality of Godhead. But when they hear the eternally auspicious topics spoken by the Supreme Lord for their benefit and understand their eternal identities, as spirit souls, the realized experience of being an eternal servant of Krishna becomes the basis of Bhagavata Dharma. 
in the soul's experience as a pure Vaisnava, or servant of God, there is no consideration of being different from God or the same as God, nor is one interested in the kingdom of material sense gratification. The pure devotee simply perceives his particular devotional service to the Supreme Lord and sees himself as an individual part and parcel of the ultimate shelter. A pure devotee experiences that his very being is tied, by ropes of loving devotion, to the ultimate shelter himself in one of his direct personal expansions. And in such a perfect state of consciousness, the devotee can perceive the all-pervading variegated forms of the Absolute Truth. SB 11.2.35 Text 35. Text. Yanasthaya Nero Rajan Mapramadiyita Karhisat Davan Namilaya Vanetra Neskhalan Mapadadaya. Word for word meanings. Yan, which, means, Asthaya, accepting, Nara, a man, Rajan, O King, Mapramadiyita, is not bewildered, Karhisat, ever, Davan, running, Namilaya, closing, Vat, or, Netra, his eyes, Neskhalat, will not trip, Mapadat, will not fall, Aya, on this path. Translation. O King, one who accepts this process of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead will never blunder on his path in this world. Even, while running with eyes closed, he will never trip or fall. PURPORT. According to Srilas Ritarasvami, the word Anja, easily, which is used in the previous verse is explained in this verse. He states, Anjah Padanaktam Sukaradvam Vivranoti, by the word Anjah the ease of performing Bhakti Yoga is established, and this will be elaborated in the present verse. In Bhagavad Gita, 9.2, the Lord himself states, Pratyaksavagamam Dharmayam Sisakham Kardamavayam, the process of devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is eternal, and it is very joyfully and naturally performed. Srila Prabhupada comments, the process of devotional service is a very happy one. Why? Devotional service consists of Sravanam Kurdanam Visnah left square bracket SB 7.5.23 right square bracket, so one can simply hear the chanting of the glories of the Lord or can attend philosophical lectures on transcendental knowledge given by authorized Akaris. Simply by sitting, one can learn, then one can eat the remnants of the food offered to God, nice palatable dishes. In every state devotional service is joyful. One can execute devotional service even in the most poverty-stricken condition. The Lord says, Patrum Pustam Philum, he is ready to accept from the devotee any kind of offering, never mind what. Even a leaf, a flower, a bit of fruit or a little water, which are all available in every part of the world can be offered by any person, regardless of social position, and will be accepted, if offered with love. There are many instances of this in history. Simply by tasting the tulasi. Leaves offered to the lotus feet of the Lord, great sages like Sanakumara became great devotees. Therefore the devotional process is very nice, and it can be executed in a happy mood. God accepts only the love with which things are offered to him. The essential point to be understood here is that when a living entity surrenders to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he tells the Lord, My dear Lord, although I am most sinful and unqualified and for so long have been trying to forget you, now I am taking shelter at your lotus feet. From this day on I am yours. Whatever I possess, my body, mind, words, family, riches, I am now offering at your lotus feet. Please do with me, as you like. 
The Supreme Lord, Krishna, has repeatedly given assurance in Bhagavad Gita that he will protect and redeem such a surrendered living entity, bringing him back home, back to Godhead, for an eternal life in the Lord's own kingdom. Thus the qualification of surrendering to the Lord is so great and spiritually potent that, even if a surrendered soul is deficient in other aspects of pious life, his elevated status is protected by the Lord himself. In other processes, however, such as yoga, because one depends upon his own determination and intelligence and does not actually seek shelter of the Lord, one is subject to fall at any moment, being protected only by one's own flimsy, limited potency. Therefore, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.2.32, Iruhaya Krakrina Parampadam Tadah slash Padanti Adhonadrana Yasmadanghraya, if one gives up the shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord and instead tries to advance in the yoga process by one's own determination, or, if one tries to make progress in knowledge by one's own speculative power, surely one will eventually fall again to a mediocre material platform, having no protection other than one's own fallible strength. Therefore the Vaisnava Aparais, in their commentaries on this verse, have illustrated in various ways the vast superiority of Bhakti Yoga, or pure devotional service. In this connection, Sridharasvami states, Mamilaya Netrur Bhavan Api Iha Isu Bhagavadadarmisu Neskhalat. Mamilanam Namajmanam, Yathaha Sruti Smrati Abhnetra Vipranam Piripertite Slash Akina Vikalah Kanon Vabhayam Andha Prakurtatahiti. Even if running with both eyes closed, a devotee on this path of Bhagavadadharma will not stumble. Closing one's eyes refers to being in ignorance left square bracket of standard Vedic literature's right square bracket. As it is said, the Sruti and Smriti scriptures are the two eyes of the Brahmanas. Lacking one of them, a Brahmana is half-blind, and deprived of both he is considered completely blind. Quote. In Bhagavad Gita, 10.1011, the Lord has clearly stated that, even if a devotee is lacking in Vedic knowledge or ignorant of Vaisnava literature, the Lord personally enlightens him from within his heart, if the devotee is actually engaged in loving service to the Lord. In this connection, Srila Prabhupada states, when Lord Ketanaya was in Binares promulgating the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare slash Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, thousands of people were following him. Prakasananda, a very influential and learned scholar in Binares at that time, derided Lord Ketanaya for being a sentimentalist. Sometimes philosophers criticize the devotees, because they think that most of the devotees are in the darkness of ignorance and are philosophically naive sentimentalists. Actually that is not the fact. There are very, very learned scholars who have put forward the philosophy of devotion, but even if a devotee does not take advantage of their literatures or of his spiritual master, if he is sincere in his devotional service he is helped by Krishna himself within his heart. So the sincere devotee engaged in Krishna consciousness cannot be without knowledge. The only qualification is that one carry out devotional service in full Krishna consciousness. Yet this facility given by the Lord cannot justify an authorized concoctions put forward about the process of devotional service in the name of spontaneous devotion. In this connection Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura has stated, Bhagavad Prapti Artham Prathamardakaranam Tisviatidusanadaham Eva, if one manufactures his own process of devotional service for the sake of attaining the Supreme Lord, such a concoction will cause total ruination. Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura goes on to quote, Sruti Smriti Piranadi Pamkaratravinim Vina Akantiki Harur Bakterad Pate Eva Kalpat. 
Left square brackets BRS srutis mruti pirana di pam caratravinim vina a cantiki heror bacterid patayava calpit. Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Pamkaratra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. Back to your Samrata Sindhu 1.2.111.2.101 right square bracket. If one's so-called unalloyed devotion to Lord Harry does not take into account the regulations of the Sruti, Smriti, Puranas and Pamkaratra, it is nothing more than a disturbance to society. In other words, even if one is not learned in the Vedic literatures, if he is engaged in the loving service of the Lord he is to be accepted as a pure devotee, nonetheless, such loving devotion cannot in any way contradict the injunctions of revealed scriptures. Such groups, as the Prakritas Ahagias ignore the standard regulations of Vaisnava Dharma and engage in illicit, degraded activities, dressing as Radha and Krishna in the name of spontaneous devotion. They claim that, because such spontaneous devotion is revealed by the Lord himself, they need not refer to standard scriptures. Similarly, all over the world there are pseudo-religionists who manufacture their own processes and claim they are receiving knowledge from the Lord himself within their hearts. Therefore it is very important to understand, as stated here, that spontaneous revelation by the Lord within the heart is meant not to alter the eternal process of devotional service to the Lord, but to give a supplementary facility to a sincere devotee who is ignorant of revealed scriptures. In other words, the revealed scriptures describe the eternal process of service to the Lord. Since the Lord is eternal and the living entity is eternal, the process of their loving relationship is also eternal. The Lord never changes his essential nature, nor does the living entity. Therefore there is no need to change the essential process of loving service to the Lord. Special revelation by the Lord is meant to give scriptural knowledge by another means, and not to contradict scriptural knowledge. On the other hand, Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura has stated that, if a devotee is executing all the basic principles of Bhakti Yoga and advancing in devotional service, such a Vaisnava should not be criticized for neglecting the secondary procedures. For example, his Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada established hundreds of spiritual communities in the Western countries for practicing Krishna consciousness. The devotees in these communities give up all illicit sex, gambling, intoxication and meat-eating and constantly engage in service to Krishna. Such followers of Srila Prabhupada are able to make wonderful spiritual advancement and convert many thousands of people to the process of devotional service. In fact, all the faithful members of ISKCON who follow the standard regulations remain free from material contamination and make visible progress in going back home, back to Godhead. Such members of Iskan cannot possibly execute all the details of the Varnasrama Dharma system. In fact, many Western devotees can barely pronounce Sanskrit words and are not very expert in performing elaborate sacrifices based on chanting of mantras and offering of oblations. But because they are executing all the essential principles of Bhakti Yoga by giving up material sense gratification and constantly engaging in loving service to Krishna, their position is guaranteed both in this life and in the next. We have seen many sophisticated Sanskrit scholars and learned experts in the details of Vedic sacrifice who can hardly even follow the basic principles of human life, namely no illicit sex, no meat-eating, no gambling and no intoxication. Such brilliant scholars and ritualistic performers are generally seen to be attached to a materialistic conception of life and are fond of mental speculation. 
although in Bhagavad Gita the Lord himself has given perfect knowledge for all time, such so-called scholars consider themselves more intelligent than the Lord and thus speculate on the meaning of Vedic literature. Such speculation certainly constitutes a fall from perfect spiritual life, and what then is to be said of materialistic fruitive activities, which are illusory in every sense of the term. The transcendental devotees are able to remain aloof from the pollution of fruitive activity and mental speculation, and that is the essential purport of this verse. Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura has warned that the words Manastheya indicate that the exalted status of a Vaisnava can never be accorded to one who is not following the basic regulations of Bhakti Yoga. Nor can it apply to one who is sometimes serving Krishna and sometimes serving the illusory energy, Maya, by mental speculation or fruitive activities. Srila Bhaktis Adhanta Sirasvati Thakura has concluded, in all dharmas other than Bhagavata Dharma one must consider the conditioned soul's qualification. But a soul surrendered to the Lord is never confounded by error, even if unqualified in all other respects. His feet never stumble, and he never falls. Even though wandering in the world at whim, he always resides in an auspicious place by the influence of his unswerving worship. The unique potency of Bhagavata Dharma does not appear in any of the other dharmas of the world. There is no comparison between...